this is Mike Overstreet, Director of Growth Groups at Element 3 Church. And in this episode, we're going to talk about what it means to set expectations for your group and for your group leaders. Now, the word expectations is always really scary for people. They feel like they're being a jerk or they feel like they're being authoritarian. Uh, they feel like they can't ask people to, to have themselves held to expectations. But ultimately, this is not true. You have to rethink what you're really meaning by the word expectations. All that expectations really mean in a growth group setting is what do we need to see happen in order for this group to achieve what it's supposed to be? And that's totally natural. That should be true for any environment that we're trying to create in which we have an intentional purpose for being. So as long as you have an intentional reason for your group existing, there will always be a need for expectation. Now, we're going to take some time to talk through the major truths of expectations in a growth group setting. The first truth is that all expectations start with the leader. You cannot leave it up to your group members or expect your group members to define what it means for the group to be what it's intended to be or to succeed. You have to be the one as the leader to have a clear vision of what is this group supposed to be and what do we need to have put into the group from all of the members for it to meet that goal. So don't leave it up to other people to define what expectations your group has. That starts first and foremost with you. It also starts with the leader because the leader needs to be the first one to model what it means to have those expectations met. You cannot hold people to expectations that you do not yourself honor. The worst thing that a group can do is have a leader who says an expectation is that we're going to meet consistency, consistently, and then the leader is the one who often cancels or doesn't show up. That failure to meet the expectations you set will undermine a group 100% of the times. Now, the second truth for setting expectations is that they're necessary for consistency. Anytime there is a gap in an assumption of what is expected from a group, there will be a gap that leads to confusion. What do I mean by that? I mean that people often want to know what they're agreeing to. They want to know what they're being held to. And if it isn't clear what those expectations are, they're going to make them up themselves. And you're going to have inconsistent expectations between each individual in the group. And the group won't come together with a common idea of why it's meeting and what it needs to do to get there. So anytime that there is a gap in expectations, you're going to find confusion amongst the members of the group, and it's going to be hard to form consistency within the group on anything such as attendance or vulnerability or participation. The next truth is that you can't hold people to expectations you can't set. Nine out of ten of the conversations I have with frustrated group, uh, group leaders come from the fact that they never set expectations. In other words, they're holding people to expectations that have gone unsaid. And ultimately, that's on the leader. If you are in, internally expecting, for example, group members to show up three out of four weeks out of the month, but you've never told them that's an expectation, and you're getting bitter at them, and you're getting frustrated at them, and you're, and you're getting mad at them, that's not their fault. They don't know that they need to be trying to do that. That is not an expectation that has been made clear enough. And thus, you can't hold people to them. So any unsaid expectation is not an expectation that you can hold to people, no matter how simple or obvious you think it is. You have to be clear about them if you want to hold people accountable to them. 
The next truth is that expectations always need to be tied to what is most important about your group's success. And this comes from your mission statement. This comes from your vision of the group. It comes from the idea that what does this group need to have happen to succeed? And every expectation you set needs to go back to that. It needs to be something important enough that if it doesn't happen, your group won't meet or meet the goals that it's trying to achieve. And this also means that you can't have too many expectations. You can really shut people down. People will just tune them out if you have a thousand expectations that are about small and minor things. You need to make sure they're tied to those core principles that if these things don't happen, our group won't be what it's intended to be. So for me, when I was creating my group, I was thinking through what are my core needs that need to be met uh, for this group to be a space where people grow. And I came up with a few. One was participation, that everyone participates. No one can just sit through a group without ever speaking. Another one was authenticity and vulnerability. I say repeatedly, you get what you put in. So the expectation is that you will be honest about who you are. You'll be open. Another one is attendance. And this is always hard for growth group leaders. Some groups are designed to have people just come as they want because their schedules are busy. And that group is totally valid. But that also means that some weeks you're going to have 16 people and other weeks you'll have four because you're not holding people to an attendance expectation. My group, for example, sets an expectation that people will come three out of four weeks in a month. We do this because we believe that presence is important for creating vulnerability. And neither of those two different views on attendance are better or worse than the other. Once again, it is about what is my vision for the group and how or what do I need for that to take place? And then the last one we always said is, in every group should set this expectation, is confidentiality. We say over and over again, this is a confidential space. What stays here, or what is said here, stays here. And we hold people to that expectation because if you don't have confidentiality, you won't have vulnerability. And again, we repeat these expectations often, out loud, and we and we commit as the leaders to model them and commit to them. In this last part of the podcast, we're going to talk about what it means to make expectations known. How do we go about making the expectations we've set known? And the best way to do this that I have found is with something called a growth group covenant. This is simply an agreement with five to six just stated principles that we read out loud before group starts every week. It's our way of starting group and setting aside time um, to be, move into that space of spiritual conversation. And all the covenant is, is like I said, it's five or six statements that we as a group early in our meeting got together and agreed upon. It's something that includes things like we agree to come three out of four weeks a month. We agree to be vulnerable in this space because we know that we we will only get out of this group what we put in. We agree to participate because we know that our voice is important. We agree to keep this confidential because we know that this is crucial to our trust. We agree to speak truth and love and to always talk to people as we would want to be talked to. We agree to have one conversation so there aren't side conversations. We're all present and listening to whoever is speaking. And the best way to form this covenant is just to set aside a regular group meeting that's only purpose is to come together and talk about the vision and the expectations that the whole group agrees upon to make that happen. So we had an entire Sunday where we just talked back and forth and we summarized 
what the group thought was needed for us to be a vulnerable group, an intimate community, and one that could have these intentional dialogues. And once it was agreed upon, I, as the group leader, wrote them up, and then we read them each week. And that's the other important part about making sure that expectations are known. You have to repeat them often. Repeat them as often as you can. We commit to doing it every week because we want people to have them in front of their minds when they enter the conversation space, and we want people to remember that this is what we're about. And we don't just read them as a list of rules either. We also explain the why of them each Sunday. It takes maybe three minutes, but we say things like, we expect three out of four weeks a month attendance, not because we're trying to be legalistic, but because we know that when, if we can't count on people being here, then we can't count on the trust that is needed for us to be vulnerable. Or we say, we need everyone to participate because when people don't, this group can't be what it is intended to be. And we explain the why. So it's not just a set of rules we're reading, but it really becomes its own exploration of our mission and our purpose for being. And the last thing I would say is that when you do a group covenant like this, you are able to hold people accountable. I can come to someone who is starting to slip in their attendance and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them outside a group and just be like, we agreed on this. This is important to us. And then ask them, why aren't you coming? And that conversation will almost always be fruitful. It will remind the person that they're known and it will push them to honor the covenant that we as a group have created so we can have a space to grow. So think through these ways of setting expectations. Realize how important it is to set expectations. Identify what expectations you believe your group needs for it to succeed, and then have the dialogue with your group about what can we agree to, what can we commit to, and then make that commitment a covenant. Read it each week, and if you do this, you will thrive.